Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello, and thank you for joining us on the show tonight here on the New Human Living Radio Show. I think we're in for a delightful conversation. The topic tonight is get off your ask and get clear. And our guest tonight is Jade Rader. We're going to bring Jade on in just a little bit, but I want to just talk a little bit about the notion of the sovereignty of a soul. Before you were born, your soul had choices, had options for you to um, engage, incarnate into quite literally. Your, your soul had the ability to choose lifetimes, choose situations, choose conditions for you to be born into, for you to grow up in, for you to blossom, if you will, through your adult life and express the life purpose of your soul's path. All that was on the table, and your soul chose whatever you've gone through to this moment as an opportunity for you. But a really a really curious thing I find, because I've been noodling this for a while, is the ego the ego holds the trump card. You don't have to fulfill your life purpose. You don't have to acknowledge anything about the intention of your soul for this life path. You have free agency. More specifically, your ego has free agency. And that free agency gives your ego the ability to say no. But I want to flip that over and look at the soul's perspective from a sense of sovereignty. So Jesus comes down, and his life path was just an incredible thing. I mean, 2,000 years later, millions and billions of people are talking about it. Um, The mechanics of how humanity is going to heal itself is through the human persona. It's through flesh and bones. If you have one of these... If you have a body of flesh and bones, you have a ticket. Because humanity has prayed easily a billion prayers. That's a conservative number. Humanity has prayed a billion prayers about ending the pain and suffering on this planet. And the net effect of all those prayers is, we still have pain and suffering on this planet. It's not going to be until flesh and bones, a human persona, just like you, just like me, a human persona chooses to be the vehicle of divinity, of source consciousness, reprogramming the collective consciousness, the collective paradigm, the collective story. Jesus is a very, very powerful persona that came into this uh, human experience and and literally changed the course of humanity. And what I'm getting at here with your, pers- your the the sovereignty of your soul is we're in, we're living in a very exciting time for humanity, and a lot of us have uh, a life purpose that is extremely profound that is extremely powerful. And yet, if our egos can't come around to embracing, can't come around to embodying, can't come around to fulfilling it, we're, we're, we're losing, we're slipping in our opportunity for what this lifetime right now can be. Your soul has perfect sovereignty to choose any damn life purpose at once, and your life purpose is no different. So your your life purpose is already pre-vetted, pre-approved. You have permission to kick divine butt on this planet in a very loving and compassionate way, and actually in any other way you so choose. 
And what I like about our episode tonight is that we're going to talk about getting off your ask and getting clear. That that action item there is a very powerful thing to do. And to give yourself the opportunity to understand that you're pre-vetted, you're pre-approved for your life purpose, allows you to show up in a powerful way. Jade Rader, as a multidimensional coach, has developed a way to help awaken divine powers in her clients, especially empaths. She is an expert at awakening evolutionary empath lightworkers and has created a series of products, services, and training to help these gifted beings develop their reconnection to their soul mission in life and business. Join me in welcoming Jade to the show. Welcome to the show, Jade. Aloha, lesson everyone. I'm excited to be here. Well, tell us about your own life path. I mean, uh, as a multidimensional coach, uh, how did that, was that an obvious thing for you in the sense that the, the first day you were aware you knew what your life path was, or did you have to come come through a, an awakening process yourself? Well, yeah, um, mine was an evolutionary process. Um, I've had people tell me I was never asleep, and my answer was I sure as heck acted asleep. Um, I started really helping others when I was 18 months old, yet fast forward to when I'm 33, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm supposed to help other people. That's why I'm here. And that since then it has been one heck of a journey. <laughs> I was at that time a residential roofing contractor. Ooh. Now that is what every multidimensional coach background is, right? <laughs> I'm also from a town originally of under 300 people, 30 miles east of Fargo, North Dakota, where I was born because it's the big city where the hospital is and where I graduated from high school. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm a super sensitive being, have been my entire life. I had to learn, I thought it was so wonderful that you were talking about soul sovereignty in the beginning, Liz, because I, part of ask is sovereignty, the awareness, the sovereignty, and the knowledge. And sovereignty that I'm speaking of is really emotional sovereignty, having emotional independence and being a sovereign being here in this life experience. And when people are awakened to their empathic gift, now, personally, I believe everyone has the capacity to be an empath. For me, the definition of an empath is someone awakened into their lower three energy centers or chakras, so awakened from the heart down into the physical world, or empath. And I believe that when you're awakened to that extrasensory perception here on the earth plane, that you are on an M-powered path. So you are an empath. Everyone can do empathy, of course. But I believe we are an empowered path and that we are here as people awaken into the, the feelable, knowable body to support the awakening of humanity and the anchoring of divinity within. Well, well I like that. Um, but... You know, being an empath, being sensitive, um, especially if you're not particularly aware of how connected to other people's emotions you are, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people kind of blame emotions, kind of um, um, put the reason of their um, discomfort, if you will. Um, I mean, if you're really sensitive and you go into a chaotic environment with that sensitivity, you can feel so much upheaval within yourself. Um, and and people, uh, people can feel overwhelmed by emotions. People can feel like their emotions are um, a kind of a tempest or a storm within them. How do you... How do you kind of navigate that kind of sensitivity, especially in a 
in a paradigm on this planet where the emotions can go from both ends of a very broad spectrum? Um, there, there, there's some work to be done. <laughs> there's some work to be done. So the awareness, first step, is the awareness that not all of what you're feeling is yours. For me, I'm telepathic also. Not even all of what I'm, I'm picking up is mine um, as far as a thought. So uh, one of the first things I do is I share with people to ask the question, is this mine? I know it sounds super simple. I literally um, have anchored into a bracelet or a ring when I work with a private client or when I'm talking on a radio. Notice that if you have something that you can see on your hands or your wrist, when you, when you notice that, ask what you're feeling in that moment if it's yours. And you'll learn real quickly how to sort the difference between your own personal emotions and the emotions of those around you. I also um, teach some very simplified, easy ways to do energy self-care. For me, Les, it's really important for naturally sensitive people, whether they call themselves an empath or not, to do energy self-care. And it wouldn't hurt any soul to do energy self-care because what happens when you do energy self-care is you you create your sovereignty so you asked a little bit about my story in 2014 november into december 2014 i did 36 days i'm a numerologist that's the number of the universe i did 36 days straight of a sovereignty practice and it's super simple and it's close to free. Um, anyone can do it. You clean your energy field up. So because I'm in the physical world, and you were talking about this, we're in a body, we're flesh and bone. We've got to pay attention to the physicality that we're in. I use um, white sage. So I would sage myself every day. I would sage anyone who wanted to come into my home. I staged my home before I started the 36 days, and any time I felt it needed any cleansing of any kind. At the end, so I, I cleaned myself up energetically and physically. I was grateful for the lessons that I learned that day. And for 36 days, I literally did a video series well before Facebook Live where I recorded what I learned that day. And then I also honored divinity by sharing what synchronicities happened in that day. So the three steps were clean up, gratitude, and awareness. And what that did in that 36 days is it brought me such a level of inner peace and connectedness. It was amazing. To the point where a very, I have a cousin who's like a sister to me who was watching these videos I was posting up on a Facebook page. And she was like, I don't know if you have any clue how much you changed in that. She talked to me about day 29 within tears. So our sovereignty, our emotional independence, because that's really what you get when you start paying attention, is you gain emotional independence. Now, I've taken it further less. Um, I have on my website, jaderader.com, there's a purple bar on there. If you put your name in there in your email, um, and by the way, I'm not a great email girl. So this is to get you <laughs> a free <clears throat> gift to support yourself. Um, it is in, you'll get an email from me. And in that email is three different things to support you, um, include, including a little PDF booklet. So it, you, those of you who like to read things and fill in blanks, that's there too. And then there's the written description of two energy practices. And there are four audios. So the audios include a practice called the drain. And Les, with your permission, can I lead them through the drain here and now? You bet. All right. So the drain is a super simple practice that I learned reading um, a book on everyday shamanism. The author's name is Morgan, and I give her proper credit um, in that PDF. Um, So know that this is like a visualization, a simple visualization. And how to begin is just to imagine below yourself 
that there's an etheric drain, a drain in the unseen, a lot like a floor drain in a shower. So if you imagine a shower drain below you, what's special about this shower drain is it has a flap, and the flap comes down when the energy comes in, but then comes back up, keeping the good stuff above and the stuff that needs to transcend below. And we're just going to bring in cleansing clear rain from the divine. And as the cleansing clear rain from the divine comes in, we're going to ask it to work through some of your basic energy bodies. We'll begin by asking that cleansing rain to drain out of your physical body any energy from other people, any energy that no longer serves you, any energy that's less than of your highest and best that the cleansing water from the divine can move through. And imagine noticing it swirling, that water, full of whatever debris it can take from your physical body energy field down the drain. Now, as the water goes down this imaginary drain, it goes into Mother Earth and we ask her to transcend and change it into beneficial energy for all. Well, I like that. The um, Well, yep. Keep going. Okay, yep. Then we just go to the emotional body. For some people, if this seems like a lot of energy coming off, make the, make the holes in the drain smaller. <laughs> That's the magic. Make the holes in the drain smaller so it doesn't whoosh too much. I've had people tell me they're getting pulled through their chair. And after the, the divine rain goes through the emotional body, we bring it to the mental body, asking it to clear out those thoughts, cleared out those, the feelings that were ready to go, next the thoughts, and then we'll take it out to the spiritual energy body and clear out anything out there. We're going to actually bring in golden light from the divine to fill you back in because nature hoards a vacuum, so we're going to make sure you're filled up with golden light filling up your physical energy body your emotional energy body, your mental energy body, and your spiritual energy body. Well, I like that. You know, the uh, um, it, it's a slippery slope to um, to stay clear in that. Um, like for myself, um, if you go through a tough emotional event like a parent passing mm-hmm. away or a, perhaps a divorce or something that so consumes you over a, a span of time that you can um, kind of reset your psyche into a, a, a much uh, denser um, experience and not be aware of it. In other words, so mm-hmm. you, so you cleanse Absolutely. and clear your persona. And and what I'm getting at here is the importance of making this a practice over time because you can go through these episodes and it's it's almost like your family of origin or people close to you or or whatever the dynamic is that stirs you really deeply. It can it can kind of uh, energetically reset you to a place that um, you weren't in before, and if you don't do anything about it, it it it's almost like you go into kind of an energetic shock. And if you don't have a practice to to go back to that equilibrium, if you don't have a practice, a regular habitual practice for all of time, because the free will of yeah. everything we do affords us the ability to go up or down at any time. That practice becomes a really important part. So, so how have how have you experienced your life changing through this practice? Well, Les, you kind of described my life. So um, I I figured out 88 energy practices because if I'm going to figure out one, I'm going to figure out a lot. And um, then came a divorce that I wasn't expecting and I activated my pain body and I tossed all of my practices pretty much to the wind 
And that pain body activation, Eckhart Tolle calls it a pain body. And I'll tell you, as someone who works with people in the emotion set, that is my expertise. Um, that can happen. You're absolutely right. When you activate that lower um, threshold of connection, <laughs> that's what it was for me. It's the more you're disconnected from your divine source, the more you can get into what I call the default creation mode of operation where victim and disappointment and anxiety and all of that range. So why it's important to do these energy practices or whichever ones you choose, of course, um, because you do have free will and choice um, daily. So the other one that's also in there is called soul sourcing. And that's S-O-U-L and S-O-L, your own light. And soul sourcing is the best way that I've figured out to protected energy field if you're naturally sensitive. And I have had people, the first time they soul source and then walk into like a grocery store, go, I had no idea I could be so quiet. I had no idea I could just actually go grocery shopping. And soul sourcing. So before I get out of bed in the morning, Les, I think for being back in the physical plane, having a body that can feel, um, because I am aware of my multidimensionalness, <laughs> And so um, being here and, and being able to be um, able to feel again another day, I think I cut cords from me and wherever else I have been during my dream time. I dream and then I full source. And I do that before my feet hit the ground. And what that allows me to do is to, to participate in my day from sovereignty. Does it mean that... Nothing ever happens. Life still happens, yet I have more centeredness. So that get off your ask part of what we're talking about is, is asking yourself to do energy self-care, asking yourself to allow soul sovereignty, asking yourself to acknowledge the knowledge that's within you and that you've remembered or learned and lived. So a lot of our knowledge is lived um, there's a lot of beautiful millennial souls out there that are very awake, yet they haven't necessarily lived through some of the things like you talked about that allow us to be in a place of connection to what's going on with those around us. And awareness is huge. Awareness can be filtered. Um, and I come from up north and there's racetracks, quarter miles, full of mud, Right. And sometimes the guys would crash because they couldn't see through their windshield. And life can be like that, where your life experiences splatter up all over your windshield and you can't see where you're going. That's where energy cleanup comes in, energy self-care. This can be chanting. Um, I've got a group on Facebook right now, 5D Consciousness Ascension and Spirituality. We're on date 31 tomorrow morning of chanting in divine light at 6 a.m. Pacific time. We chant it every morning 108 times, and it's super simple. And the profound things that are happening to people who are being willing to take the time to raise their vibration by doing sound healing with their own voice. We have so much available to us. Meditation, personal reflection, all of those things make such a difference. And I agree with you, it is very easy to get caught up in the, in the sticky entanglement of emotions and thoughts. Um, I was trained by a man named Brian Buffini, and he, he used to talk about awfulizing. And it's where you, where you see something, and then you get a feeling about it, and then you think about what that means, and then you feel about what that means, and you just create this crazy loop in your sympathetic nervous system. Now, he didn't talk about it being in the sympathetic nervous system, but I'll explain that. So our sympathetic nervous system is your, your mind and your throat, so third eye and throat, your solar plexus and sacral area, so your emotions and your power. Those are all sympathetic. Those run via the thoughts and the feelings embodied. You have parasympathetic centers, your root chakra, your heart, and your crown. Why it's so important to understand that they are parasympathetic that we know our heart beats without us thinking about it, right? It just beats. Your crown connects when you have that allowance 
on its own and your root connects when you allow it and get out of the way. These are, these are our birthrights. You put your hands over your heart. If you, if you so choose and it's safe to do it, you put your hands over your heart. Notice what happens. You put your attention on your heart. You do, and you calm. <laughs> Especially if you're emotional sensitive. It calms you. One of my well, favorite... Go ahead. Let, let, let's, uh, let's bring some context into this, because I know, I mean, you had mentioned millennials, but I think there's a whole uh, cross-section of genres of personas that have kind of incarnated mm-hmm. into this uh, karmic quagmire, and they're really <laughs> here for the new paradigm, and, and we still have a caterpillar yeah. ass, and our butterfly wings haven't quite come out. And, and yeah. if, if these, these young uh, light workers who are, are just coming into this um, collective storyline, for many of yeah. them, it's very over- overwhelming. It's very overwhelming because nothing makes sense. It, the old paradigm doesn't have any truth to it. The, they want something yeah. to hang their hat on. And, and as sensitive uh, beings incarnate into this karmic storm, if you will, nothing makes yeah. sense. And it's not supposed to make sense for quite a while yet. But that doesn't mean you check out. That doesn't mean you throw your hands up in the air. I mean, what would you tell the 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 young generation that's got a new a new purpose, a new paradigm, mm-hmm. a new reason to be here? And when they look through their 3D eyes, there's not a damn thing on the uh, the reality map of this moment that seems to support what their own life journey is. What would you say to them? I I speak to them every day. Um, And first, I say thank you. Thank you for willing to be here and incarnating with the consciousness that you bring with. Um, I, I say it, I know we don't make a lot of sense because we came into a deeper conditioning. I also say you're welcome we bushwhack down here so y'all could come. Uh, I also <laughs> remind them, we did, less. you know how much we bushwhacked to be here? Um, oh, my God. I also, yeah, I also, I also tell them that I do believe they are the generation that will make the shift palatable and embodied here. I, my favorite line is, it's okay and you're okay. Um, and that hands on the heart that I did a couple minutes ago, that is like one of the biggest things because they have a hard time grounding because they aren't really to ground into the the grid of conditioning that's here. It, it isn't for them. They're more, they're more centered beings than they are grounded beings. Now, of course, they need to be able to walk. I'm a quadruple Pisces and I've broken all the toes in my feet. So I get what it's like to have a hard time being on the planet. Um, I share with them clear, K-L-E-A-R, my modality of creating transcendence with the mind uninvolved. The mind has no part in a clear. So um, often I send them to my three-day healing uh, for work because a lot of them, because it doesn't make sense here, they, they, get influenced by the societal unworthy malarkey um, that is so made into the construct. And, you know, actually the three-day healing has, you've talked about all of it, except we've got one other point, and I'm sure it'll take us on a journey, Les. Um, The first first clear that is in that three-day journey is the clear for overwhelm to transcend the overwhelm energy and awaken calmness and um, peace and other really enjoyable ways of being, feeling, and experiencing life. Then the second day, what comes to them is a clear, and anyone who, who decides to do it, it's a clear for judgment, judging self and judging others, because that happens in no matter which of the generations you came in on. 
because uh, judgment is really strong in the third dimensional consciousness. Um, and then they get the fear for allowing their full worth to express. And right, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not all away from. That is probably the, one of the biggest things that Divine Spirit has gotten me into is you can't always be out there whacking the problems. How about we awaken the solution? And that's where I, as a generation, act fairly. <laughs> I'm like a year into Gen X. I was born in 1966. So um, we're... I watch my children who are all millennials and I watch their friends and I watch the massive amount of Facebook friends that I have. Um, I spent a weekend in a millennial retreat. I went in as a teacher yet I spent, I went into the entire retreat and they didn't know I was the only two people who knew I was going to present were the two ladies running the retreat who were 33 and 34. And um, I, hung out with them. I sat down with them. I talked to them. I listened more than I did anything. I honored them. Um, One of the biggest things they need to know is that they matter. They're a bit of our lost generation because there wasn't the same, there isn't the same connection point that mine and the previous generations had. Those connection points of you have to have a job and a house and 2.5 kids and a dog and that's significant of some kind. Those aren't there for them. And when they know it's okay and that they matter by just being them and just being on the planet with their vibration, it changes things. Plus I've sat on the sidewalk in Mount Shasta and had conversation with, with millennials about, can you explain to me, you know, what your life is like and what wandering kind of millennials, um, you know, how you see the world. And I've listened for a couple hours at a time. So the biggest thing that they need to know is that they're okay. And that's this anxiety. And that the anxiety is the biggest thing that runs in their collective. And when you put your name in that purple bar on my website, you get the clear for stored anxiety. Because that's what's happening to us. We store anxiety. All of us do it. The millennials do it a little better than we did because, like you said, they, it's so uncomfortable to be here. Right. Well, the, the storyline that's playing out now is not their movie. It's not their script. No. And, nope. And, and there's, that they're looking for a place to belong or connect or snap into what's happening. I mean, but, but it to to snap into the inside of you in other words to yeah um if you, you want to look for a place that'll make sense through your entire life look within yourself don't look at the karmic you know this the 3d world is on this planet the 3d world is i suggest to you on this planet at this time is one of the most advanced karmic classrooms that exist in perhaps the galaxy or the whole universe because and this lifetime this lifetime right here right now is one of the most powerful dynamics ever to come through the human persona through the human mythology of our of our culture on this planet it's a very Agreed. exciting and powerful time to be alive when you don't take it personally, when you understand your soul chose the, the <laughs> dynamic of why you're here. That, that piece about stopping taking it personally, Les, that I believe I'm at least at mastery, and mastery for me is 85% of the time because I still believe we're all here to learn. I believe we're all here as teachers. Some of us are here as master teachers. And personally, I'm here to support the master teachers. And a lot of these millennials are our master teachers. They're part of the 144,000 light warriors with their shields balanced, as I hope you say, that have come to earth in her time to me, of need to teach the teachers. And um, there is this piece around connection that's missing and you just said something and it went flying out because 
my channel brings in so much energy. Oh, the karmic sludge that is, that is lifting right now. So when we do a clear, K-L-E-A-R, and like I said, right, what you can access right now, four of them for, for, as a gift from me, um, there, we work out, it works outside the, that's why I work multidimensionally. We work outside the karmic field. We work outside the earth plane. And when you do that, you actually get to get the transcendence of that energy into a higher vibration and you get the lessons that it had for you with ease and grace. So there's no spiritual bypassing happening. There's, in fact, I don't even believe that that can even happen. I think you can shove stuff down, but then it just comes up with a bigger roar. Um, I've worked with a lot of teens that are having a struggle and they're, the real sensitive ones are always trying to help their friends, right? They're trying, to, they're trying to mitigate the pain for them. And the best metaphor that I have in the moment is, you know, when the divine throws a pebble and you, you take the pebble for your friend, it's not so painful. It, the divine throws a river rock, again, not so bad. You know, throws a piece of landscape edging. Wow, it's starting to hurt when I'm taking the, the hit for those friends of mine, I go, eventually, a boulder is going to roll off the mountain and take you both out, either mentally, emotionally, physically, somehow, you're both going to get the learning. So we've got to be willing to let people get their lessons, yet we can still support while they're getting their lessons. I have a friend, a beautiful millennial who thought she was coming here to Oregon to take uh, a contract. It went away. And instead of she had a freak out for about half a day. Tons of people stepped up and supported her energetically and in the physical world. And now she has a job on Oahu um, where she was at. So, I mean, when you believe that it can change in a blink, it changes in a blink. And that is a gift the millennial generation has for us is they truly do believe that things change like the flip of a coin. Right, and it's a, it's a, um, it's such a powerful thing to to um, unravel the incongruency, if you will, and discover the truth of you inside of you. Um, there, yeah. There's no thing, there's no person, there's no thing, there's no situation outside of you that is. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that isn't a season in your life. When you go to hang your hat on something outside of you, there'll be a time when it won't sustain you. It won't hold your hat, if you will. But if you look within, there's this this divine source, this this root consciousness within your being that is always and eternally there with yes. such an ocean of unconditional love for yourself and it's inside you so no matter where no matter when it's it's a wonderful thing to connect to because you can hang your hat there in fact um you can't shake it, it it's an it's a, a congruent um eternal part of consciousness itself let alone human consciousness it's there for you as you, uh, what I mean, you're yeah. for, you're literally fulfilling yourself. And when you show up with your cup full, because your cup is filled from within, then the tempest can go ahead and have a heyday outside of you, and you can stay grounded and centered in the in in the truth of who you are, because nothing outside of you has dominion over you. Agreed. Agreed, and. And in, in, in the walk to that, we've got to stop taking things personally and stop letting other people's opinion become our authority. And that is one of the things that's a really different about the millennial generation is the vast majority of them don't no longer allow others' opinions to be their authority. Now, personally, I was really good by letting others' opinions be my authority, uh, letting, because of my sensitivity naturally, and I know my karmic numbers by being a numerologist, 
um, you know, I let what I thought was an opinion matter. Like, we write stories. Um, I went to college at MSU, Moorhead State University in northern Minnesota, yet making stuff up, most of us are graduates of that. Um, one of the cool things that I do in life is I'm a story slayer. I, I slay the story so that they do exactly what you're saying, Les. They get inside. People will be, Jade, what do I do? I go, what do you get? Go inside. Well, but, 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 go inside. I had one lady say, do, do I really pay you this much to tell me to go inside? I said, yes, you do. Because <laughs> she's not going inside. Like, seriously, right. you aren't getting it. If you were getting it, we'd go on. But right now, we're going to keep going inside. And it is an inside job. Um, worth is inside. No one can make you unworthy. I can tell you story after story of how I created unworthiness in my life experience. Um, I was at a training in Maui in 2003, and the leader of my group of 10 people was one of the CEOs of the company I was training with. And they said, find a buddy to keep you accountable. Well, I went to the CEO. I mean, hey, if I got the man at my table, I'm going to ask the biggest authority outside of me to keep me in alignment, right? And he says to me, taught me one of the biggest lessons of my life. He said to me, blah, 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 Jade, but you're unworthy. Now, as a coach and a linguist, the but negates everything in front. Imagine after five days, of deep, 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 deep diving with this man's brother, he told me I was unworthy less. And, oh, my word, I came unglued. I came, I became a pedal, I'm bawling, and I'm at the end of the line to talk to the man who was the presenter. And I run into another brother. These are Irish brothers. There's five of them. And um, the younger brother says, well, honey, you're a drama queen. And, that man is the most drama-filled man on the planet, so for him to call me a drama queen must have meant I could have had an Academy Award for the level of drama that I did in my life experience around them. I mean, my goodness. And then um, I get to the man who was our trainer, and he just looks at me and goes, I don't know what to do with you right now, and sent me to dinner. And I get a phone call from his brother apologizing. But Les, I took that but you're not worthy thing, And I took that unworthiness, which I already had a bucket full of, and I had my unworthiness overflowing. Um, And so worthiness, in my personal opinion, for so many of us, and it's not all of us, but so many of us, is, is the piece that is our continual teacher. And remembering that worthiness is an inside job, that no matter where I live, no matter what my house looks like, it could be a trailer house, it could be a mansion. That does not create my worth. How much money is in my bank, no worth is created there. What kind of car I drive, what clothes I wear, what jewelry I have, who my friends are, who I know, what I have created in this world, none of this creates my worthiness. Every single soul is worthy, period. There's no more God spark in me than there is in you. There's just as much much divine available to each and every one of us. And our worthiness is an innate birthright. You are worthy by being you. Nowhere to go. Nothing to do. You don't have to earn it. It's automatic. No. It's it's the sovereignty of the soul. Your your shared existence is proof of it. Uh, Proof of it, not um, permission of it. There's no need for permission. If you exist, you have sovereignty, period, end of story. Well, and you exist, so you have permission. Um, I I bought Mark Victor Hansen um, on a charity auction. It was funny. when When I interviewed him, he goes, I'd never been sold before. I said, I've never bought anything like that either. Uh, pretty much source came through me and I made this bid and this lady stood up and bid against me and I bid again and I can't remember what it was like $2,900 and the way I said it left there was no way that she was going to try to bid against me one more time because it was a command from on high 
And what he said to me, he said, you seem to need outside permission to, to go about doing your purpose in life. I give you permission. So everyone, the permission is inside you, like Les said. You are, your permission is there. Your sovereignty is there. We just sometimes have to chip off what we put on it. It's kind of like gum on the bottom of the table. Like you got to get out the, got to get out the scraper and get it off because we we allow these things to mean things. It's again meaning making, and um, so many people have that mean girl or mean boy inside that's talking to them all the time, and that truly is just again the default creation mode of third dimensional consciousness. Fifth dimensional consciousness is the creator mode. It is a, it's full of unlimited possibilities, gratitude, which is all here for us, understanding, empowerment, feeling and being good enough, self-care, lighting the way, being filled with bliss, trust, hope, peace, grace. You know? I like that. Yeah. Well, the... The journey gets easier as you uh, become more and more clear and you anchor your sense of self within your own persona, within within your own uh, divinity, really. Um, The the more um, practice or exercise you take to anchor there, and as your uh, belief system shifts into that truth, then, then um, when the tempest outside of you roars its um, seemingly fierce head, you don't have to flinch. You don't have. To, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's a, a, a deep sense of peace that happens. Yeah. When when you connect with that truth, it it's like a get out of jail free card for the rest of your life, no matter what's happening in your um, physical persona, you can be at peace through all of it. I completely agree. And the more, the more you untangle yourself from the web of, of doubt and disappointment and pain and victimhood that can be created, you mentioned something really important, Les, and that's anchoring in that that belief of the divine light or whatever you want you know, whatever any of the listeners want to, to call it. And there are three words that my Ascension coach, Aaron Anderson taught me. And I use a lot when I'm doing clear work with people, when we do the awakening side of it, clear is K-L-E-A-R is my channeled energy modality, a channel of very large group of divine um, light. And I have my whole life. Um, I called it. They, I always said, they say, they this, they that. And my, when I started working with clients back in, in the early 2000s, they were like, who's they? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, everyone doesn't have a they? Um, <laughs> and they became team. I, they do. Everyone does have the divine, the divine connection. It just isn't necessarily um, clairaudient for them. And they isn't talking in their ear. Um, and at that, at that moment, um, when, when we do a clear, there's, three different sections of it and it's clearing transcending the imprint or the interference um and then we we heal with divine spirit your highest consciousness energy and then uh we awaken and when you awaken the good stuff like you're talking about less your inner understanding of who you are what you are and that you really are divinity embodied you need you don't need, but you can so choose to anchor, establish, and maintain that. And when you anchor, establish, and maintain that energy, what happens is it is yours. It is anchored with you, and your field is then at that vibrational attraction point. And what difference does it make? When your soul, if your soul reincarnates, you don't go back. You actually do it. This is what we've missed as a collective for a long time. A lot of, lot of incarnations. We've missed anchoring, establishing, and maintaining that vibrational um, increase that happens the more and more we understand that we are sovereign, that we are divinity, that it is available to each and every one of us, and there's nothing, nowhere to go. It's here. It's, it's finding the power within 
I had a group coaching that I just um, completed my time with that, and it is called Awaken to the Power Within, which Spirit brought me in 2008, and I used to do live. So I'm with you 100% on that the power is within us that we must awaken there. And with your permission, Wes, I'd like to lead everybody through a quick um, kind of an awakening activation, if that would be okay. Sure. We have about five minutes left, so yes. Yeah, we won't even need that much time. Um, And I want to tell everybody before we do this, because I will end speaking after I complete this, unless we've got a minute left. Um, You can find me on Facebook. My name is Jade Rader, R-E-H-D-E-R. Um, on my personal Facebook page, there's a lot of information, a ton. There's almost 600 videos. Um, on my business page, you can find the link to the, um, the three-day healing uh, for your worth. And if you can't find what you need, message me. I still actually answer my own direct messages on Facebook as quickly as I can between everything else that's going on. So um, I'm really grateful for having had the opportunity to be here, Les, and I would like to leave everyone with just some yummy, juicy energy that is them. Delightful. So if you put your feet flat on the – oh, great. If you put your feet flat on the ground, if that works. <laughs> um, we're just going to begin by connecting into you and allowing yourself to remember you are – infinite, eternal, magnificent, glorious, actualized, realized, multidimensional, cosmic, universal, galactic, and earthly. You are connected, intuitive, expressive, divine, masculine, and feminine embodied. You are loved and loving, powerful and worthy, creative and deserving. You are safe and you belong as you are grounded and present always. In all ways. And so it is. When this divine activation (laughs) feels total, right, and complete for you. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Finish your point, please. (laughs) When this divine activation feels total and complete for you from your cosmically awakened heart of divine light come back into the present moment on earth, wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, wiggle your nose, blink your eyes, and open them wide. Well, very nice. I want to I wanna thank you, Jade, for being our guest tonight on the show. I've really appreciated to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Les. <clears throat> Mahalo nui loa, everyone. The highest thanks and gratitude. We've been talking with Jade Rader, and uh, she brings up such wonderful points about um, getting clear, clearing out that um, that inner sanctuary, if you will. It it is a uh, an ongoing practice, if you will, to polish your personal persona, if you will, your energy persona, and the tips and practices she gave us are such powerful tools. I encourage you to. Check out her website, jaderader.com. That's J-A-D-E-R-E-H-D-E-R.com. It's it's a powerful time to be alive. Um, your purpose, your life purpose, your life path 
is like no other, and, and it wasn't ever intended to be like any other. Your authenticity is the cradle of who you are. In other words, when you genuinely hone in on your personal preferences, you're being authentic. And and for a lot of people, when they first start doing that, their preferences come from their ego. And the ego might uh, seek a, a state of... Um, uh, acknowledgement or empowerment or uh, entitlement, if you will, and that's fine. The way we actually hone our own sense of self is by exploring our preferences. And so for you to take your preferences, whatever they are in this moment, and and give them your attention and give them your understanding, if you will, to better understand your preferences by honoring your preferences, what happens is over time you hone who you are. You hone your preferences. And they, what happens is they tend to shift from coming from your ego to coming from your heart and from your soul. But it's not an automatic thing. You can't um, be swimming in the quagmire of karma on this planet and have a complete and total understanding of your preference, preferences in every aspect of, of art and culture and music and food and travel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of that comes through experience. You can have an inner... Um, guidance, if you will, that that shows you a, a path of experience, and it's through that experience that that internal that internal guidance shows you that your mind, your ego, can hone its own sense of self to the point where it it's like an enlightened ego in the sense that as you honor and hone your preferences over time, you end up landing in your heart. You, you, you learn the preferences of your heart. And it's a journey. There, there's no place in mythology where through the, the flip of a switch that somebody went from the bowels of suffering to nirvana and stayed there. Free will gives us the opportunity to go up or down in any moment, in any condition, in any storyline. But, you know, you, the listener, showed up for yourself. You've been listening to this episode, and, and that shows that you want to grow who you are. You want to grow a deeper understanding of who you are. I created the New Human Living Radio Show to bring people just like Jade uh into a broader scope of awareness so people could understand, have tools to understand who they are. I suggest you go to newhumanliving.com and sign up for the newsletter and, and look at the, that platform as a, as a vehicle to understand who you are. Our tagline is Pure Authentic You, to purify your personal energy persona and then to be authentic in your desire. You can't embellish that too much without putting a stigma on it. it. The universe in and of itself has no requirements. And it's kind of a curious thing that by becoming empty, you become full. So it's really a, um, a powerful thing to learn who you are and then to show up for yourself. Well, I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's always a pleasure to share this time with you. I appreciate it when you join us in these episodes. I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, take care. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, the New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.